0: Dear podcast listeners, welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcast globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillan, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and I uh, hope you're doing really well for the year in your trading and investing. Uh, hasn't uh, the Australian market done so well this year? Um, you know, obviously it's March at the moment, or the end of March, and the market's come back a couple of weeks, but uh, your portfolio should have done very, very well uh, so far this year, and it's looking to do a hell of a lot better. But uh, today I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about self-managed super funds and how the federal government is trying to get through a bill or for self-managed super funds to allow self-managed super funds to have six members in the super fund rather than four. Now, the Senate committee has given the green light on the bill. We've had um the Treasury Laws Amendment 2019 Measures Number 1 Bill 2019. That's a pretty long um, title isn't it? There was referred to the Economics Legislation Committee by the Senate on the 14th of February 2019, and the committee has now given all the green light. So pretty much, what's going to happen is from this point in time, and we'll talk about the benefits and and or um, negatives in a minute. But uh, pretty much, what's trying to happen is the federal government is trying to get this through before. Um, we go to an election. Now interestingly or or not surprisingly, Labor aren't in favour of it at this point in time because there's two Labor senators on the committee, and they were both opposed to the extent that the self managed super fund member limit to six members. Where the Greens person uh, on the committee was quite happy with that. So basically, what will happen now is is or sorry, what happens currently, or what currently for uh, the the requirement for self managed super funds is, you may have up to four um, individuals in the self-managed super fund and each one of those individuals must be a trustee of that super fund so for example husband and wife can be in the same superannuation fund or self-managed super fund the husband and wife and their two children two children can be in a self-managed super fund but all of them must be trustees if you're an individual with a self-managed super fund so let's say you're not married you're just a single you've got uh, uh, plenty of money in your super fund, and you want to run your own self-managed super fund. You do need to have a corporate trustee, which is a proprietary limited company. Now, it could be, you know, Joe Smith Proprietary Limited as trustee for the Joe Smith uh, self-managed super fund. But uh, you do need a what they call uh, an enduring entity because obviously you're a single trustee. If, if uh, you turn your toes up, somebody or some entity's got to be able to continue managing the super fund and not have it frozen in probate and all sorts of other things while they sort out your will etc etc so um, that's what i'm saying is is if there's um, up to four members in your in your super fund. You um, all of you must be a trustee. That's currently what goes on. If you're a husband and wife team, you can, as I said, you can be individual trustees, or you could go for a corporate trustee. Uh, I do that with my wife. We have a corporate trustee of our super fund. We don't. We're not individual trustees. And obviously, you need to fully understand what you're doing with the super fund. It's interesting to me, uh, and uh, it is the industry and i'm talking about the financial services industry is really pushing hard all over the place to slow down or stop this move to self-managed super funds and we're seeing industry funds fighting back by allowing people more flexibility in industry fund we're seeing the financial planning and accounting industry saying to people you know shut it down and more than ever over the last sort of 12 months we've had a lot more people calling us um, who have been clients of our uh, Direct Equity Managed Account Service where we're managing portfolios for people. So we had, we've had, we had more people um, in the last 12 months than we've had in the last five, six years with self-managed super funds that have been telling us, oh, my accountant or my financial advisor has told me to advise me to shut down my super fund and do this. Um, and oh, it's too expensive to run, et cetera. And I've seen a lot of information out in the media you know saying um the don't have a self managed super fund it's very expensive it doesn't get you don't get good returns um and you're better off in an industri- industry fund which i think's the biggest load of bs i've ever heard in my life it's not i run my own self managed super fund it is not expensive and i know a lot of people do so the expense comes when you're doing lots and lots of transactions within your super fund. But really, you know, $1,000, maybe $1,500 max is way, way more than enough to manage yourself, manage super fund. Most of the time it's less. It just works on if you've got lots of transactions, it, it puts the obviously the accounting and, and auditing fees up. But there's ways to keep that minima, minimized. And it's not technically hard to manage your super fund from a compliance point of view. Obviously, from an investing point of view, there's two sides to it. Is obviously you need to be compliant, and here every member of the super fund needs to understand how the super fund works and what your your legal responsibilities are. And ASIC's very much making sure people are aware of that. So, and they do shadow, not shadow shop, but they do occasionally ring. They just, ring, ab, out of the blue, ring a self-managed super fund member and, and ask them some questions. And if you can't answer the questions, then you can get in trouble. And it's just, it's more about, as I said, understanding your legal requirements, like understanding what the super fund is and what's happening with your money and how it all works. But interestingly, with this uh, extending it from four members to six members, that's, to me, that's an exciting um, extra sort of, um, I'm just flipping over some pages of my notes, but uh, that to me is an exciting concept because it really does allow a little bit more flexibility within the super fund. Also, add in, in a few different ways, obviously if you've got four people in your super fund, let's say husband and wife and two adult children, and let's say you've got 100, yeah, the parents have got 200,000 each, that's 400,000. Let's say the adult child has $50,000 and the other adult child has 70000 Now the $50,000 and 70000 would not be able to be in a super fund on its own for those children, a uh, self-managed super fund, sorry, uh, for those children, simply because it's not enough in terms of... Um, it's in terms of how much growth you're going to get out of that to what the fees would be to manage it. So it's not economically viable. But by having four people allowed in a super fund, it does allow those with smaller balances to get into a self-managed super fund and increase you know, increase the returns and keep their costs under control. But if you al- al- allow six people, it just allows you to bundle six people together. So, for example, husband, wife, two children, two spouses of those children, so six different people into a super fund. If all of you had 50000 each, that's $300,000, which is more than enough to manage a very, very cost-effective Self-managed super fund, and this is where I think the industry is probably getting in the ears of politicians and saying, "Hey, if we allow more people in it, that means more money to, is able to be put in it to make it a hell of a lot more cost-effective." Because the industry doesn't want to lose the money. So the so su- so why why the labour I'd say why the labour politicians aren't for it is simply because industry super funds tend to be run by or you know or part of unions uh, those sorts uh, and unions. Are running that sort of area there, so they'd be trying to stop money going out of industry funds and uh, keeping it in there, so that the industry funds make more money and, and they're more viable. And to me, this is you know, the self-managed super fund. If you are able to push it out to six people, it just gives you a hell of a lot more money in the super fund. So, and instead of maybe having a balance of two, three hundred thousand, it could have six or nine hundred thousand, a million, which gives you even more choices in terms of investments that you do whether that's shares direct property cash um, managed funds other types of things commercial property gives you a lot more scope of what you might be investing in because self-managed super funds and here's the provision is there's two sides of it as I said before one is is the compliance side which everybody every person should understand uh, the compliance side about what you need to do and there's plenty of information out there and there's some courses out there on that The other side is the investing side of it. Now, obviously not every single person within the super fund needs to be, you know, a fully educated investment manager on managing superannuation funds. But if you've got six people in a super fund, one of them may be very good at this sort of thing you can share the workload the research workload one could be an expert more on the property uh, some where the other one another one might be an expert more on shares you could have an investment committee between two people to discuss ideas to research or three people or four people so it does really share the workload and help uh, people now, i know a lot more uh, people near that retirement age in their mid to late 60s and 70s, they're moving out of self-managed super funds because, oh, I don't want to be bothered, there's a lot of stuff, you know, I've got to think about things. Whereas if it's opening up and their children can manage it with their spouses, etc., that then allows them to stay in a self-managed super fund, achieve better returns, and keep their costs down because simply, and I, one of my arguments was with the self-managed super fund is people were saying, as I said, the media was saying, hey, it's too expensive to run it for the returns you're getting. And they were quoting returns, ridiculous returns of what the managed funds get, you know, maybe 5%, 6 7%. But if you just buy and hold the top 10 stocks on the Australian market, anybody who read my book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20% or my latest book, Accelerate Your Wealth, you know, that's easy just by buying and holding the top 10 stocks. And those statistics come out of my two books, as I said, who, which cover the last 20 years of the market through the worst times and some of the best times that we've had so getting returns of 10% plus on the stock market are not that hard or all that risky so to me I think this is a great great initiative by the current federal government I do hope it comes in because it'll give a lot more people a lot more control over their money a lot more flexibility a lot more shared workload Uh, it'll open up to more money being able to go into the self-managed super funds because the more competition that happens the better and cheaper things uh, go into the financial services area if we have more competition against banks and insurance companies the lower the costs are, and the more they work for our money, the same with telcos we've only got a couple of telcos out there, and I know we've talked about you know, TPG and Vodafone mergers um, in the past on some of the things that we've been doing, but you know really you've got Telstra Optus. Um, and Vodafone in the mobile phone market. If you've got another player, it just makes things cheaper again because in Australia we pay way too much for our internet uh, compared to world standards and our internet is is almost third world country standard pretty much and uh, we won't talk about the NBN. But um, I'll, as I said, uh, to me this is a really, really great initiative by the federal government. I really do hope it gets in before the federal election. Um, but you need to make up your own mind. So I would just start Googling self-managed super funds. Go and have a Google. I'll, I'll quote the document again. The Treasury Laws Amendment 2019 measures number one, Bill 2019. And as I said, um, go and have a look at that and uh, make your up your own mind. But uh, that's it for me for this week. Good luck and good trading. You've been listening to Talking Wealth, and I'm Dale Gillan, the chief analyst here at Wealth Within. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses, or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to the Wealth Within website and click on the News and Media tab.